Lord, we thank you so much for your son. That you loved us so much that you sent your son. That you've always wanted to be with your creation. You've always loved us. No matter how much we've strayed, you've always been there for us. Lord, we thank you. We worship you. We praise you. Not just for this Christmas season, but for every moment of every day, we give you thanks. We give you honor. We give you praise that you loved us so much that you gave us your son. And we so thank you, Lord. We praise you. We worship you. We give you our lives to fulfill the destiny that you have for each of us that will glorify you. We give you the praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Everybody said, I know you've heard this so many times in this church, but aren't you so glad that you are not going to get what you deserve? Aren't you so glad that you're going to get the abundance of God's grace and God's love? Is that me? Am I, is it the way I mic'd or let me know if I need to switch, but, uh, but I, I'm so glad I know all about my past. Many of you know all about your past, but God looked beyond our past and he looked into our future and he saw what he wanted us to have. We're singing that song. I just kept seeing David Wilson. I don't even know who I'm talking about. Why don't you go ahead and be seated. We'll make our confession do that later on. But David Wilson, the, the message is is that we need to let God's love flow from us to the world. And they need to see in us what God has given us. And that God is a God of love. He can't separate himself from who he is. And uh, the word of God, you know, from the very beginning of the Bible all the way through, it's, it's a book of love. It's a book of, of the love of a father who has always wanted to live with his people. How many of you love to be with your people? You just, there was a scene in my mind as we were singing uh, that song uh, that when we had our family, we used to take all of our family and we would converge at Longboat Key. And uh, it was just absolutely wonderful. Just hanging out on the beach and just doing dumb, silly things and having ball. And there's this one time when we were able to get, I believe, everybody but one child there. And we kind of took over the whole place. And it was just that special time of everybody being together, uh, as just, just having fun and loving one another. That, is that me? Something's not right. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's, let's go off this and we'll go on to this. How's that? And uh, give our sound man a hand. They don't do that on purpose. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was just one of those special times. And I was just thinking about that time, how, how, how special it was to me. God has always wanted to hang out with us. Tell your neighbor, God wants to hang out with you. 
And when you look at the Bible from start to finish in the book of Genesis, God created us in his image, and, and he was in us so that he could be with us all of the time, and he loved his creation. But we know that sin came in, and got in the way of all of that. And that the spirit of man, it, it, it had to be pulled out. It had to die. But God's ultimate plan of redemption was to replace the spirit back in man, which was through his Holy Spirit, so his spirit could reside in us and all of the fruit of the love of God would flow from us. And that everybody would have that in them. And that that's what we are called to do, to share everywhere we go and we let the love of God flow how many of you realize when you're around somebody that is just going to love you you're attracted to that person God is a God of love and he loves you so tell both of those people on both sides of you God loves you I, I, this is not original with me I heard this years ago but God loves you just like you are. But he loves you so much, he's not going to leave you just like you are. He's going to change you into his image. And the, the message that we're going to talk about today is how God has always wanted to live within us. And that when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your spirit becomes reborn. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But when your spirit is reborn, it is reborn by the power of the Holy Spirit that was within us from the very beginning of creation. And that when that happens, then all of God's attributes are in us, and if we yield to them, and don't get busy being busy, but yield to all of the characteristics that God has, to his personality, to his love, to his fruit of his spirit, then it flows from us to others. Let's all say, I can do that. Can do Turn to your neighbor and tell, I can do that. Can do and as we were singing that song this morning before church, uh, I got a text from uh, uh, David Wilson. How many of you do not know who David Wilson is? Can I see your hand? Oh, my goodness, so many of you. Okay. How many of you do know who David Wilson is? And David Wilson, because we, we need to back up a little bit here. God had, had blessed me. Well, let me just rephrase it. I was behind Walmart in my favorite place to go pray because there's no ocean or no Gulf of Mexico in Lafayette. And Lake Schaefer just doesn't do it. <laughs> but, but I was back there uh, uh, praying one day, and this man came walking out of the woods. And uh, he looked like he'd been living in the woods. And, and he walked up toward my car. And uh, I, I know I've shared some of this story before, but how many of you realize that when you're attracted to somebody by the Spirit, you know it? In other words, you can't, and, and, and I, was, I, was, I, was, I was drawn to him, but I was busy drinking coffee, eating a donut, and deeply theologically in prayer. And I knew this was an interruption coming my way, and that spot at Walmart is my spot alone. I don't mind the deer running through there. None of them were limping, by the way. But uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. But, but he, so he's approaching my car and looking at me every once in a while, and finally he walks by my car, and I just, I just had to roll down my window. 
part of me wanted to engage him and part of me wanted to ignore him. Can I see the hands of all the people? You know exactly what I'm saying right now. In other words, we're busy with our agenda and I don't want to be interfered with and I don't want to go out of my way because I know what I want to do. If we yield to the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit's always there and it will always flow through us. And God made it easy. Everybody say, it's really easy. It's a lot easier than we think. We just yield to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? And the Holy Spirit shows you, leads you, guides you, and brings you into the fullness of the desire of God in your heart. And at that moment, I was, I was vacillating between being led by the Holy Spirit. I didn't recognize it at the moment. Being led by the Holy Spirit or, you know, what is this interruption coming my way? But I do remember putting the window down. And I said, can I help you? And I remembered this guy coming over the car. He said, are you the police? And I said, no, I'm not the police. God had really just blessed me with a new car. And uh, I was sitting there in my new car. It is a white. It's not white. It's, uh, it's white diamond pearl. Uh, <laughs> it's not white. It is white diamond pearl. Anyway, I was blessed by this car. And he's, so he's standing there talking to me. And uh, it, it, it's progressing as he's starting to tell me his story. And then he says to me, I said, where are you going? He says, uh, uh, I'm going to Walmart to freshen up. And, I, and he told me he'd been living in the woods and told me part of his life story. And then he needed to go somewhere. Now, I'm sitting there in my car knowing that I could take him. He looks like, acts like, and kind of smells like he'd been living in the woods. And I got a brand new car. And he needs a ride. And I got brand new leather seats that smell like leather. I wish I didn't have to tell you that all of that was going through my mind. But all of that was going through my mind. But thank God, the power of the Holy Spirit was stronger in me than my thoughts. Because we ended up with a relationship and David Wilson now is totally free from our legal system totally free from living on the streets and because of your prayers and your giving Brad Marshall giving him a place to live in his place of business for quite some time even though it was illegal we have a lot of stuff going on in this church I guess that's illegal <laughs> I, I know you pointed out Rodney back there. Uh, every time I run a stoplight, uh, uh, Andy Gahabe is there, but I'm free from now until the 27th of December because Andy's in Florida. But I always stop when there's time to stop. But, but, anyway, <laughs> but, but anyway, through all of this, this his, he's, he always wanted to be united with his sister and with his children out in Surprise, Arizona. It's near Phoenix, Arizona. Brad took him to the airport a couple of days ago. He is now reunited with his family, ready for the next season of his life. Yeah, we need God. This, this man is an absolute miracle, and it all happened because I believe God had ordained him to be influenced by certainly the Lord, but by this church, 
to help him with his legal matters, to help him with an attorney situation, to help him get to Phoenix. And, the, and those are the things that when God's love flows, it's changing a life forever. It changed David's life forever. It changed, it's changing all of his family's life forever. You know what? Changed my life. Changed my life too. And that's what it's all about, just letting the love of God flow. And that God wants to reside within each and every one of us so that we can imitate him. Isaiah uh, 7 and, and, and 8 and, and 9, you can, you can read the scripture about the prophetic word about Jesus coming to restore back to man, to God, and to reunite us, and, and that he'd be the prince of peace, and they would come and live in our hearts, and that when you study the word of God, God so loved the world, truly, that he gave his only begotten son. So let's all say, God loves the world. Tell your neighbor, God loves the world. God loves you when you're good. God loves you when you're bad. But God has a plan. And his plan is that you will open your heart, not only to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but to embrace the presence of the Holy Spirit, which is the only way you can be saved, but then to yield to that Spirit so that you can become like God originally planned for all of mankind, an imitator of God and letting the power of God flow you. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 says this, that we are to be imitators of God as dear little children so that we can love people everywhere that we go. And, and for this season, there are so many things that go on. People get busy and you have to go buy gifts and you have to do this and you have to go to parties and all these kind of things. Folks, celebrating Christmas is a year-round event. It is a year-round event when we can love God. So let's make our confession today because... When you understand the word of God, God wants to restore all of mankind to his original model and image so that we and God can be one together. God would live within us through our spirit, our reborn spirit, through the Holy Spirit's presence, and that we would be on an assignment from God. Everybody say, I'm on an assignment from God. And that you continually have an ability to go like that proverbial windshield wiper from the flesh to the spirit, from the flesh to the spirit. Anytime you get into the flesh, you are the problem, not God and not people. And we're going to talk about that. So let's make this confession right now. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me. I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Now let's make the oldie but the goodie. The word of God is truth. If I live the word, I will be blessed. If I don't, I won't. It's just that simple. Tell your neighbor, it is just that simple. So what is the will of God and what is the word of God? That the Holy Spirit would come in and live within us and that the power of God and the fruit of God's spirit would flow from us and that everywhere we go, people would feel that. That we would still be in a body of flesh 
but eventually that body will go away and we will have a renewed body in heaven. But we would live in this body of flesh, but our mind would be renewed to the things of the spirit, that our spirit man would be born again and that everything that we would do would be a release of the fruit of the spirit in our lives and that our flesh would not be able to lead, guide, or influence us at all. In other words, nothing would bother us other than to be led by the Holy Spirit. Tell your neighbor, you came at the right time. Because there are many people that... I was at the uh, uh, Starbucks the other day, and somebody went the wrong way coming out, and I realized I even had to catch myself, too. You know, why, why would they go the wrong way? And sometimes I've gone the wrong way in arrows. But anyway, and then somebody was honking at somebody else, and somebody was upset, and you could see the words. You could, couldn't see the words. You could kind of tell the words that were coming out of their lips, and it's like, whoa, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night, and why did I come here today? And, and there are times when we've all been in that supercharged state where we, if we're not careful, we will walk in the flesh. Now, I know this sounds like an impossible message that you think, oh, how could you live that all of the time? I'm telling you what the will of God is for your life. Turn to your neighbor and say, this is the will of God for your life. You are not to walk in the flesh and the carnality of being upset and angry and frustrated and short-tempered and all those things. That is a trick of the devil. We are to walk and live, Galatians 5, in the realm of the Spirit, yielding to the power of the Holy Spirit, so that wherever we are and whatever we're doing, the fruit of God's Spirit is flowing from us. That was the will of God in the Garden of Eden. That was the will of God when Jesus came into our life. That is the will of God from now until the rapture of this church. And that if we yield to that Spirit, then it's going to flow out. Now you may say, well, wait a minute, I, that's not my temperament. God's not interested in your temperament. He's interested in your spirit being conformed to His Spirit so that He can flow through you so that the David Wilsons of this this world can be touched by your love. And, and when you understand this, it will set you free. Galatians chapter 5 says that the fruit of the Spirit is really the love. We're going to put the nine fruits up there in just a moment. Because years ago, when, when we started this church, uh, Pastor Bill Lay out in Cornerstone, some of you knew Bill, but he was alive. And if you got it, just put the nine fruits up there. And, and when Pastor Bill was alive, I was talking to him one day about a situation. And, uh, and he said to me, he said, you know, it has reached the point in my life when I am not going to let anything upset me or control my emotions. And when he said that, it just resonated in my spirit. Wow. I must have a way to go because there are some things in my life that seem to control my emotions beyond my ability. How many of you know what I'm talking about? In other words, how many of you have some pet peeves that really just tick you off? Well, guess what's coming your way? Those things that you, you obviously you can't change them or they would already be changed. So therefore, this is not a lack of faith, but there are things you can't change but you can 
move forward in the realm of the spirit whether that thing changes or not we pray we believe for but there are things that just they're out there and they can't be the thing that causes us to say okay because you did this I'm going to be in the realm of the flesh no that's not how it works that's in the gates what God did for us now let's look at the fruit here the fruit of the spirit is love joy Peace, patience, I guess all nine wouldn't fit on one. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Where are those fruits today? Everybody say, they're in me. They are in me. When you study the word of God, I believe it's in, uh, let me look at the scripture here. I think it's in the book of Matthew. I had it listed here. But in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 25, it really states the same thing that was in Isaiah 7 and uh, 9. It, it says that, that his name shall be called Jesus, and it will be Emmanuel. Jesus, meaning Yahweh is Lord. Emmanuel, meaning God with us, our God in us. That's, everybody say, Emmanuel. Emmanuel. That's God with us, with you. That's God in you. Where did God want to live in the very beginning? He wanted to live inside his creation. When God saw the sin that came into mankind, the spirit of man died, but it was God's will always to rebirth your spirit. If you're here today and you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then your spirit man has been rebirthed. God's gift of love is in you, and we let the fruit of that, God, that love control us and flow through us everywhere that we go. When you go to a restaurant and the service is slow, that love just flows out to that person. You do not go to a restaurant and a servant looks at you and says, I think I'm going to screw up their order. That's not how it works, but it can happen that way. When the coffee is cold, when you want it it hot. You let the love and the peace and the joy. Now let's go back to those first few fruits that you have on there because this is what you have. Everybody say, I have this. If you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have this. And any time any fruit is missing in your life and flowing from you, are you ready for this? Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm sure glad I came today. Any time this fruit is not flowing from your life, you are the problem. Nobody else. Not situations, not circumstances. It's because you have not yielded to the higher power that is in you, the fruit of the Spirit of God. Love is in you. Love is totally unconditional. It doesn't matter how people treat you, you are going to return your love everywhere that you go because God's love for you is unconditional. And therefore, we let that love flow out of us to other people. Let's say, I can do it because I have it. Reminds me of a little joke I had. I may or may not have told it before in this church. I don't know why I think about love when I hear it, but husband and wife were at a party, and they were talking about marital counseling. Somebody was. And the wife said, my husband and I, we never, ever have a problem in our marriage. 
I said, wow, that is awesome. Why, how was that? And she said, well, my husband in college was a communications major, and he communicates extremely well. I was in theater, and so whenever he talks, I just act like I'm listening. <laughs> we can love anything, anywhere. Now, this is going to sound a little funny, especially if you maybe listen to it later on in a video. I can honestly tell you, I fell in love with David Wilson. Now, in this day and age, that sounds really bad. <laughs> I, really, I really realize that. I really realize that. Because he told me where he came from and what he had endured all of his life. And I can't tell you the whole story. Someday, maybe we will, but it, it, it was a horrible story. And God had him on a supernatural trail out of that woods to my car so that we as a church could change his life. I can't tell you how happy that makes me feel. That's better than any gift I've ever received. But I still like gifts. <laughs> God has people waiting for you today. They will be out there. Pam and I were just at a restaurant last night in a bar. Uh, Pam wanted to go to the bar. I... <laughs> now, am I selling it right so far? I let her out the door. I let her out the door at the outback. I went and parked the car like a perfect gentleman came in and said, where's my wife? She's in the bar. You know, <laughs> no, there was the only place we could be seated immediately. We went in the bar, and, uh, and somebody bought our, uh, bought our, our food for us, and, uh, and, uh, which is nice. <laughs> and, uh, so, so then we, we got ready to leave, and we said, well, did they leave a good tip? We want to make sure our waiter got a tip. So, yeah, they left us a nice tip. And, we were able to do another nice tip on top of a nice tip, which caused him to open the door to tell us a situation with the child he had and some other situations. And it just gave us an opportunity to be a blessing to him. Sometimes we can get so caught up in thinking about everything that we're going through that we're working off of a list or we're working off of something that, that we don't need to be working off of. In other words, they're hurting people everywhere. And you're going to see them today. Wherever you go today, you're going to be able to see people that really need what you have. They need to feel your love. And then the joy. When you're around people that are full of joy, you are attracted to them. Let's all say, I have joy. Some people say, well, you don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand my family. You don't understand all of this. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with God's joy that's in you. So let's say, I have the joy of the Lord in me. And so therefore, if we let it flow everywhere that we go, people are drawn to that joy, which is the love of God in you. You have it through your smile, through your eyes, the joy that God gave for you. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So let's all say, I have all the joy that I need. And then we look at what the Prince of Peace gave us from Isaiah, number three. We have peace. Do you know if you have God's peace, and you do have, if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you have perfect peace. 
you have perfect peace. The Word of God says that perfect peace belongs to us and that we trust in the Lord and we focus upon Him. Isaiah 26, 3. Let's just say, I have perfect peace. Now what happens is something goes wrong. How many of you have a windshield wiper that, uh, that goes on when the water hits the glass? It's pretty common right now, but you know what I'm talking about. In other words, you've got a windshield wiper and you've got an automatic, except you don't want it on when you go through a car wash. We, it cost us $50, didn't it, or something like that? <laughs> it's not a good thing. But, but, but anyway, when that little drop hits the windshield, then the wiper comes up and over to take it off. I believe that when you're walking in the realm of the Spirit, and you've got that perfect peace, and all of a sudden, something isn't going the way you had planned. Something has intersected you that you hadn't planned on, and it's not a good thing. And all of a sudden, that wiper blade is ready to come up and come from the realm of the fruit of the Spirit all the way over to the flesh. And you know what I'm talking about. You've been, let's all say, been there, done that. Pam was looking for me yesterday. She, I, 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 I <clears throat> I was, try, I, was, I was out praying again behind Walmart, and I'd been out there for a while praying about this message of walking with the fruit of the Spirit flowing all of the time. It's possible. Everybody say it's possible. And so I get a call from somebody about this and somebody about that. I'm about ready to go back to the dark age when you didn't have a cell phone. And you just, you and God all by yourself. But the calls were coming in and things were happening. And I was just getting short and short and short or with myself. And then Stanley called and he had a couple of things coming up. And, and, and it, just, I, it, was, it was all draining away. And then I looked down because I had my phone. I finally turned my phone on vibrate. And I realized that I had missed five calls from my wife. Now, I know what that means. I had missed five calls from my wife. Then Stanley called back again with another situation, and two more calls came in from my wife, and every time it be beeps on my phone, it blips off what Stanley is saying. So therefore, I've got Stanley on one hand, I've got Pam on the other hand, and it is not going well with me at all. And finally, when I talked to Pam, and she said, lovingly as she always does, I knew what she was going to say. I was prepared for it. I was ready to bite something. I have been trying to call you. I know you've been trying to call me. See, I always know I'm in trouble when I talk between my teeth. I know you've been trying to call me. I was on the phone. And by the way, I got to get back to how to live and rock in the realm of the Holy Spirit. And after I finished talking to her, I had to call her back twice or three times to apologize, trying to get back into the flow. But I had flipped right off into the flesh, trying to justify why I was not walking with the fruit of the Spirit because of what somebody else did. Does that make sense to you? Nobody can steal the fruit of the Spirit from flowing from your life. I don't care what's going on. Nobody can take it away from you. But you can give it away in a moment's notice. The peace of God is mine. The peace of God is yours. Perfect peace. Let's all say, I have God's peace. 
No matter what happens, you have God's peace. And then patience. Most of your Bibles say long-suffering. How many of you are really great at patience? You know, sometimes you can set people up and you say, how many of you need more patience? And everybody's hand goes up. You have all the patience you need if you have God in your life. Let's all say, I am patient. Sometimes we can lose our patience. I can do it. My wife can do it. And so can you. But the reason you do it is because you flip out of the spirit and into the flesh. Now, if you, if you ever get a hold of this message, it'll change your life because it is dangerous to live in the flesh. When you lose your patience, you'll affect your immune system. You'll affect your mind. You'll affect the renewing of your mind. You'll affect your decisions. You'll affect people around you. And you will do things that you wish you hadn't done. Patience is truly a virtue. Patience is a gift of the Holy Spirit. We have it. You might say, well, I wasn't raised that way. How you raised doesn't matter. How you were raised doesn't matter. All that matters is, have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? That means the Holy Spirit lives within your heart. You have patience. You have all of the rest of the fruits that God wants you to have in your life. Let's all say, I can do this. We're going to fast forward to the last fruit because I believe the last fruit and the first fruit are the keys to all of it. Understanding God's love, the greatest gift, the greatest commandment, to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And it is the fruit of self-control. You don't have to work on self-control. Turn to your neighbor. You don't have to work on that. You don't have to work on self-control. You have all the self-control you need through the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe that self-control puts it all together. I was losing, and, and, and God showed me this. I was losing my self-control. Archie's never done that, has he? I was, I, they just got back from another honeymoon cruise somewhere, and they smile all the time. But, but they... they, they, they but, but I was losing, I was losing letting my spirit man, letting my flesh, I was flipping over into the flesh for no reason at all because I couldn't change any circumstance out there, but I could change how I saw the circumstance. I have self-control. You have self-control. Tell your neighbor, I have self-control. And that all we need to do is to yield to it so we can walk with it and so we can see the people out there that God has assigned to us. God has people. He has David Wilsons. He has Stanleys coming your way. He has people. And you might say, well, what about all of my needs? God's going to meet your needs as you're meeting the needs of other people. God is going to take care of you as you're taking care of other people. God has us all on an assignment. And if we'll take our assignment and let that love flow, let the fruit of the Spirit flow everywhere that we go, it will change your continence. It will change your, your, the way you project to people, the, your smile, your eyes. It will make you like Jesus. We are called to be conformed to the image of Christ, Romans 8.29. We are called to be imitators of God, Ephesians 5. We were created as mankind in the very beginning for God to live with us 
and to be an influence in the world. Genesis 1.26, man was created by God to have dominion on this earth. And everywhere that we walk, now think about this, everywhere that you walk, the power of the Holy Spirit walks in there with you to the restaurant, to your place of work, to the place where something tragic has just happened. Mike and uh, Linda Cantwell are not here. We'll probably be back next Sunday. Uh, just a week ago, their 18-year-old grandson tragically died. One moment he's alive and everything is great. The next moment he's going on to heaven. Matter of fact, let's pray for them. Father, we pray for Mike and Linda Cantwell. We pray for uh, their family, uh, especially for the dad and mom, James and Christine. And we just pray that I know they know that Evan is alive and well in heaven, but just give them that peace that truly surpasses all understanding. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, <clears throat> And so we get to the point in our lives when the most important thing that we do is continually yield to what we already have. And that's the Holy Spirit, that love, that peace, that joy. You know, you really feel better about yourself every time you do this, and then it makes you a powerful force for God to reach out to others. Let's stand to our feet, because God's got people out there that need what you have. God has people out there that needs what you have. I think about Barb back there in the third row. Barb, I know it's been difficult. Your husband, Danny, going on to the Lord, fought a great fight of faith. Uh, God healed him, just did it differently than what we thought he would. But in the midst of what you have gone through, there are people that need what you have. Danny, at the height, Danny Jones, at the height of the damage that cancer was doing to his body, was telling people everywhere he went about Jesus. Every time he'd go in for a cancer treatment, he was telling them all about Jesus. He was talking about Jesus continually. We have so much to be thankful for. But Christmas is not about wrapping paper and bows and gifts and all of that stuff. Christmas is 365 days a year of praising our God and saying, God, I know you've got somebody for me to reach out to. I know you have somebody that needs what I have. My life will forever be changed because of David Wilson. He needed what I had been given. And that when we take that gift and we let it flow and we let it go, never thinking about ourselves, but thinking about him. I mean, just think about how silly that would be for me to be thinking about my car and the condition of my car for a homeless man to be getting into it. That's a thought that in my spiritual mind I would never think. But I know I thought the thought. The thought could have won out, but it didn't. The thought that sometimes when we drive by a Walmart and we see a man out there with a sign, we'll work for food or, you know, whatever. You know, sometimes you can have thoughts of one thing or another. But the one thought I do want you to know is this. Whoever that man or woman is with that sign, and whatever their motive is, it's a child of God. It is a child of God. 
could have been your child. So everywhere that we go, we're truly on assignment from God to let the love flow and to let all of the fruit of God's Spirit consume us to touch other lives. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, I thank you for every person that's here. I thank you that if there's anyone here that does not know you, that today will be their moment to receive you. Lord, I pray that if there's anyone here today that has drifted away from you like a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter, that today would be their day to come back home. And if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I've drifted away from the things of God. I know my life is not right. I'm going to ask to slip your hand in the air. And we're going to pray for you. Lord, you know every person that's here. Hallelujah. Let's pray this prayer right now. Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe you gave your life for me. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And I pray that you will fill my heart with your love. Give me wisdom and give me direction to accomplish your plan, your purpose for my life. Father, I pray that as we leave here today, Lord, that our focus would be upon you, that you are the author, you are the finisher of our faith, and that there are people out there that need what we have, what you have already given us. We have received the gift. Now, Lord, help us to know how to flow that gift into people everywhere that we go. Anoint me with your spirit as I yield to it to be a bright light in the world. Hallelujah. And we pray this in the precious name of Jesus. How many of you would say that you're like me? You could do a better job yielding to the power of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Can I see your hands? Father, I pray for every person here. Lord, that we would take this message to heart. That we would be looking for the people out there. Lord, that we would let that flow from us. Not moved by situations or circumstances, but only moved by the leading of your Spirit let the love, the peace, the joy, all of the fruits to flow, to touch and change lives. Let's make this confession. Lord, here am I. Use me to flow through me to change people's lives. I guarantee you, God will bring them your way. And I'm going to lead you in one more confession that I prayed about a year ago. And it was almost reaching the point in my time, in my life, when I was saying, God, I want to cancel that prayer. But I don't. 
but it changed my life. I want you to listen to it first before you say it. The prayer was, God, let me see people through your eyes. And it began to consume me. People I didn't even know I would look at, and it was like I was seeing what God must be seeing. And it was creating in me a lot of emotion. But then I realized for some, it was to reach out to. To some, it was just to pray for. You can't change the world, but you can change anybody God assigns to you. So I don't want you to say it unless you mean it. But if you mean it, let's say it. Lord, help me see people the way you see them. Can you say amen to that? Now, this is a wonderful time of year, but it's a time of year to be celebrated 365 days a year. Let's give the Lord thanks for Jesus. Go and be blessed. Hopefully see you all tomorrow.